everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Sarah and Pete. Right? TV, TV talk. Yeah. Minus Matt. <laughs> we don't have Matt holding us back tonight. Oh. <laughs> I mean... Like, I didn't hmm, say that. Should I, should I edit that out, or should I put that as, like, the opener? <laughs> I would put that as an opener. Oh, gosh. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, KCP and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And there's here, too. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Well, we're back, and it's just me and Sarah today. What's up, Sarah? I'm here. I'm doing good. Yes. Matt, what happened? Matt, Matt ditched us tonight. Um, I'm not quite sure why, but he left us hanging. I'm sad. It was something about friends, quote-unquote. Friends, which... quote-unquote, which isn't... There's, there's something going on there. That's what I it don't really like. buy it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought we were friends. Apparently not. Apparently okay. we're not good enough anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, boy. I know. Whatever. But um, I'm your host, Pacing Pete, along with Sarah. We're going to do a lot of TV talk tonight. Well, not a lot, actually. Because Arrow is still on hiatus, so we're going to just talk Legends and The Flash tonight. Um, because they were actually, I don't know, I thought they were pretty entertaining. Did you like both shows this week? I liked them. I think, yeah, yeah, I had fun watching both shows. I got, I still have issues with Legends, but we'll get into that. But Flash is back. The more they do with time travel, the better, as I always say with that show. And so I felt like we're back on track this season to close out strong. Yeah, The Flash is back. I mean, that's not just a literal thing. I mean, that show is back. Definitely one of the best shows they've done in a while. Um, but let's talk a little Legends first. Yeah. I want to save Flash because we can theory spiral for a long time about that one. We're on the same page, Pete. I oh, mean, yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, Matt's not here to, like, jump two pages ahead. I'm just I know. saying. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about Legends this week. Uh, you know... The villain this week, I think her name was uh, the was it Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Pilgrim? Yeah. Not exactly the scariest of uh, villain names. Um, might make you want to eat, but that's about it. But no, actually, she can actually go back in time and kill you before you are, you know, like uh, Sarah Lance. She, she tried to go back and kill her before, way before she was uh, White Canary. Um, I mean, just it was kind of crazy. I remember seeing the, the the highlights or the previews from last week and. Just thinking, how is this going to go down? Like, how are they going to stop her? But they did a pretty good job of going back in time and, you know, basically kidnapping them, their their uh, their young younger selves. I mean, to the point where they had to take all of them, all their baby selves, to the ship and take them to a refuge to make sure that this woman would not take them out, furthering uh, further disrupting the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, what did you think of? of- of this week's uh, plot. 
I thought it was interesting. I mean, I like how they went with different ages for all the characters because not all of them were like the teen years or the babies or anything. They all, they all, because, and there was a reference to why that was. And it was because the pilgrim, yes, she can go back in time and she has been given the right to disrupt the timeline, but only in certain places. Like there's specific times that she could kill them that wouldn't like alter everything for eternity. So I thought that was interesting. Granted, I still feel like the show is just anchored on like, so so we finally see Anna. Did you see that in the moment, like towards the end when oh, yeah. Ray's like mm-hmm. like we finally quote unquote <laughs> see her? But like Anna is such an important part of Ray's character, in my opinion. Yet we have no investment in her or that relationship. And he's constantly every well not constantly, but every now and then we'll bring it up as being such a very important part of his past and like driven him to become who he is now that I just feel like it was a wasted opportunity especially because like for the first time I actually liked a little bit of Kendra and Ray when he's like leaving his room and is like so my fiance I mean my other fiance (laughs) is like sleeping like how awkward is that and also that's a good parallel to what Kendra's going through with this whole soulmate to Carter thing because Ray has past relationship that haunts him too. No, that's a good point. Um, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because when, you know, they were having that moment that, that, that you just said that he walked out of their, their room and he was like, Oh, my fiance is in our, uh, room. Like just, yeah. Just, um, <laughs> and they, they kind of had the conversation and, and, you know, I, I, obviously we saw Kendra just say yes to getting married, um, that conversation just, it made me think of, well, are you going to like bring it up now that, uh, you, you shouldn't be doing this, you know, and, and, right. and maybe Carter's going to come back in some form because with everything happening, especially with Ray and, and Anna, like it, it made make you think like, maybe this is kind of like, they start to leave bread, breadcrumbs to us, you know, leading back to Carter in some way, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so... And, and and then obviously it took a completely different turn and she said yes to marrying him and, and ha- who knows how that's going to go. Disastrous. Um, yeah. Devastating. That was really quick. <laughs> I don't know. To be, okay, so this is where I'm the kind of, and like you said, like, or, you know, like I said last week, like I'm actually kind of, I, I'm okay with the relationship. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not necessarily, I don't think it's, I don't think it's smart that they decided to get married. Um... Yeah. If if they're gonna be together, I don't think it's smart. And 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 the only thing I'm gonna give, I'm gonna be fair about this is the fact that they were in the 1950s for like what two? Was it two years? Two years. Yeah. So so to that point, I will give them leeway because okay, there's two years that we didn't see them that we're supposed to buy that they turned into this couple. But at the same time, it was one episode. They, well, not just that, but if you remember when they came back, she was so quick to drop all that they did not necessarily their relationship but it just it wasn't the same as when they were back in the 50s timeline yeah you know like and and so and so i've always kept that in mind 
Um, and obviously, you know, what we learned last week and, and when they were in the Old West and she ran into her older self. And then and it just kind of culminates in this episode. And, and, and in my opinion, kind of the wrong way. Like, I don't think they should be getting married. When she said there's never a good time, I thought, oh, OK, so she's going to break up with him right now. And she does the complete opposite. And I was like, oh, this is going to end badly. This is going to end really, really bad. Yeah, um, I mean, I th- I almost feel like this should have been split in two parts. I feel like this episode and this plot was had enough in it that it could have been easily stressed out for like a two part episode. Mm-hmm. And rather than just all scrammed and pushed into one episode, because there were parts of it with every character. Like, I really like the stuff that they did with Jax and his yeah. father. That yeah. was emotional. Yet, mm-hmm. I don't know, he probably had, what, seven minutes on screen? Or yeah, less than ten? It wasn't enough to no. ju- to really, really keep improving what they were building in that moment with him and his dad, which was handled really nicely. Yeah, and it's almost like, well, if if maybe we could have, like, saved the Sarah stuff for a little bit for, like, part yeah. two, that would give more to Jax and his father. And, and because Jax also is a character who, in my opinion, constantly is pushed to the back and yeah. cast aside rather and allowing, like, typically to have... Sarah or Leonard in the front or even and there was a lot of stuff with Heatwave and Roy. I mean Roy in this episode. Mick. Mick. Roy. Sorry, I'm really tired. I'm really tired. Really tired. Tired. But (laughs) who I'm talking about. So I just I, I kind of I continue to see how this series just I, I feel like the cast is way too big and I, I don't know if season two they gotta lose people or they gotta have something where it's okay to not focus on every single character or not even see a character maybe an episode because you have such a wide group of people to service right now. No, I, I completely agree and just a couple things. I, I agree with you that um, I was that I wanted to actually my points kind of I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, but with with the Kendra and Ray thing, I, I think what worries me is that uh, like we said, it could very well end badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry that it it could end badly with the fact that Ray could die. Um, yeah, they could kill his character off potentially. In some moment, whether it's saving her or a mission that revolves around her or even Hawkman, um, you know, I could I could see that kind of happening. And if they're moving that way, I think they're they're starting to lay the breadcrumbs out for that. Because if anything, that could build up to a whole other issue that Kendra develops, where where um, you know, just like that woman was telling her, you can love another man, but it's not going to end well because mm-hmm. it's not your soulmate. Right. Um, and I could definitely see something like that where. Ray dies and she has this burden on her now, not just Carter's death, but now Ray's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I hope it doesn't end that way. Um, right. but, but I mean, it, it's, it's hard not to think about, it's hard not to think about that potentially happening with everything we've learned about Kendra's history, mm-hmm. now the relationship and everything they're involved in. I mean, there's so much going on. 
Um, and then also, um, God, I wish we could have gotten more time with Jackson and his dad. Yeah. And and watching watching that develop because that was like truly well well done. Like, uh, you know, Legends has done I thought I think a decent job. Nothing super great or spectacular, but I think what they did in this episode. In the small moments they had with, with whether it was Jackson's dad or or, uh, or Quentin and Sarah, um, I thought those were really nice moments. Partly because we know Quentin, so that kind of helps a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed those moments, and I would have loved to gotten more moments with with either of those two uh, combinations of the father and son or father and daughter. I mean, it would have been so much more fun to to watch those get. Maybe a little bit more fleshed out, just right. in terms of the of the plot going on at that moment. Especially um, since you have Stein, and mm-hmm. he's like a replacement father for Jax. And in that moment where Jax breaks down about how he feels and about his first meeting, like after he's finally met his dad for the first time, he comes back to the ship and he breaks down in front of Doctor Stein. About his his guilt over it, like, I, I should have warned him, or I could have said something, or why didn't I, or why is this happening, and you don't understand what it's like not to. You could also see in that moment for Stein how devastating it is to be confronted with somebody who you care about, and you really can't help either, like... Like, he was at a loss for the situation, too. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment that it would have just been so much better to see, have that either stretch a little bit more, have more interaction with Stein about how he he feels responsible for bringing Jax along on this journey. Because remember, Jax didn't want to go. And so it's really Stein who, like, allowed him to have this opportunity to meet his dad. But there's also this harsh truth to meeting his dad for the first time because he can't prevent that death from happening, which actually reminds you a lot of Barry Allen, if you think about it. That's that's a good point. Now, you mentioned um, him not being able to stop his dad from dying, but what did you think of the decision for him to tell his father at the end of the, at the end of the show? I see in that moment, I just, his father's reaction and the fact that his father is a soldier, mm-hmm. I know he's still going to go like, like a soldier yeah. is built to follow the orders and to yeah. go on the mission and knowing full well that you may not come back to your family alive. And yeah. that's the price. So I, I felt in that moment like his father was acknowledging like this truth given to him about what'll happen. But at the same time, it's not going to change his decision because his decision was made when he signed up for the military. No, I think you're exactly right. And when Jax told him, you know, keep your head up and told him exactly what happened, mm-hmm. the look on his father's face, I was like, oh, wow. Like my first thought was he's still going to do it. Like right. I, didn't, I didn't get it all that um, – he was going to listen to Jackson and, but because like you said, like mm-hmm. he's a soldier and they're built to follow orders. And, and just in that moment, I was like, I, you know, I, I maybe Jax, maybe it was kind of a good thing in that Jax was able to feel like he was able to try to do something. Right. Even though the circumstances still stayed the same, you mm-hmm. know, and he's still going to lose his father. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like what we're going back to in terms of, it would have been nice to see more of, more of their interaction and and their relationship play out a little bit longer than what it did. 
You know, yeah, because it brought Jack's closure. Just like in season one of the of Flash, when Barry goes back to try to prevent his mother's death, he doesn't end up doing that and succeeding, and she's still going to die in that moment, yet he still follows up with it and is able to have that moment right before she does die to say goodbye and to be allow her to realize that everything's going to be fine and her little boy is going to grow up to become the superhero. So it's just that closure that is so pure and connects so well to the audience that it really, it's just like, oh, you could have given me a little bit more and a little bit of less of the other stuff because the show, I still find it um, uneven in terms of balancing the character moments with the spectacle of everything. So, and this was a strong character moment that I just wish they would have had more of and given a larger story too. I'm done, Pete. Oh, okay. I thought you were <laughs> gonna say something following that. No, um, no. I, I just, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, how well they execute the action scenes with um, all the characters. Like, for example, when they uh, were fighting uh, Pilgrim yeah. in that kind of hangar, and and I, I thought that was really awesome how they did that. It looked really good. Um, you kind of wish that they would translate that to story as far as everything mix, mix you know uh flowing well together and balancing the characters out does that make sense yeah yeah can we go back to ray for a moment yeah yeah i i you know i think we had an off week and we forgot to talk about one of the episodes where they went back to um or they went into the future to try to prevent to try to kill Hitler or kid version of Hitler or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like uh, Vandal Savage's um, uh, protege. Yeah, so protege. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, progeny. Yeah, I progeny. Think, there you I go. I think that was the episode title. Um, and something I keep wanting to talk to you and <laughs> that other guy who's not here <laughs> about is we learn in that episode that Ray has a brother. Oh, that's right. I completely who, forgot about that. Who apparently works for Smoke Industries. And use is using Ray's technology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's kind of glossed over. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did that come from? And see, in my mind, having seen, like, this extended trailer while they were on break for about two weeks about the road ahead, there's this clip in it that shows Ray and Felicity... But it's Felicity from episode 13 of this season on Arrow, Sins of the Father. And they're having a discussion about his decision to go off with Rip and everyone. Mm -hmm. So I just, I keep wondering if, like, in the next episode or two, we're going to go to that moment and finally meet Ray's brother. And for whatever reason, and I think it's because in that episode, they show you like these statues and Ray's like, oh my God, it's me. So does that mean they're twins? I mean, that's what I would think because yeah. I remember, I remember when he first saw the statues, you know, and they go inside that, uh, the museum or building, whatever it was that then the late, the woman's kind of guiding them around. It turns out to be related to him. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, it, he's like, oh, my God, that's me. And, and, and you know, obviously it doesn't click with, with the girl who's touring. But then she says the name and he's like, wait a second, that's my brother. And, and, and it was just it was a funny moment. But it's interesting how they kind of left that Easter egg just kind of sitting there. Right. And, and, and like we have no idea. I mean, this is somebody that 
you know, exists in this Arrow Flash Legends verse, and um, and we've never met them once, you know, right? And especially with Ray, who was a pretty big character of Arrow in season three, um, and and now he's a main character in Legends. It's it is a bit surprising that we haven't met this character who appears to have such a huge effect on the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Ray also is, and I know we were talking about, I think his brother's name is Sydney. Is that the name? I think so. It was a very weird name. I'm pretty sure it was Sydney. (laughs) And and Ray was like something like, oh, that's so Sydney. (laughs) 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 I was just like, oh. It just rolls off the tongue, I think you're right. (laughs) So Sydney. (laughs) It was a very Ross Geller moment, if you may. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, friends moment. That's good. Yeah, um, but uh, Ray and and I think maybe this is why they did the whole Kendra Ray relationship, okay? Because part of Ray's story and just who he is and why he came onto this mission and part of this team is because there was this epiphany that he doesn't have an effect on the history. Like, he's a person of no consequence in this universe. And and that's a hard fact for him, who's always wanted to be the hero and to save the day. And so, and we see that. I mean, if we look back last week in the Old West, like, he wanted to be John Wayne and be the cowboy. And, you, and he also thought it, he built this technology that then also ruin the world because his brother got involved in it. (laughs) And so you're just, it's just, it's a really interesting part that I wish that they would maybe focus a little bit more on, or maybe they are doing it well. I'm not sure. And maybe that's why they tied him to Kendra, who's constantly reminded and bogged down by her actual fate that's so determined and just like, nope, this is who you end up with. This is what happens every single time you find him. Vandal finds you. Vandal kills him. And then you're left alone until the, like you, um, until your next life. So I think maybe that's why they put these two characters together who are both grappling with these issues about death, destiny and fate and just having a hard time accepting like what their own is if that makes sense that makes that does make sense um you know it goes back to something we talked about last week with Mm -hmm. kendra feeling like she has to be identified or or feels the need to be identified by the guy she's with Right. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, because obviously it was with Carter and because she has the whole history with him and now she's with Ray. <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's something to that effect because you're right. Ray always is looking to be almost like he's looking for validation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always looking for that, uh, you know, that just just the validation. I don't know how else to put it, but um, but. You know, and, and unfortunately, I think that's it's like we said, I said earlier, I think that's unfortunately what could lead to his demise, mm-hmm. um, which, oh, man, it, it's it, to me, that's kind of a typical story. If you think about it, like a guy, you know, wants validation, meets girl, falls in love, dies in the process. Like it just, right. it just, it just seems kind of like it, I don't not typical, but kind of cliche. 
it's very Eddie Thawne like mm. if because point. remember yeah because the same thing he like wanted to be the hero so he became a cop he met a girl he fell in love only her destiny is tied to this other man and then at the end of the season he realizes that really he has to remove himself from the timeline altogether for for um to protect this woman that he loves yeah so so it's parallel yeah, I, I'm pulling them out like Legends of <laughs> and Flash, very connected. <laughs> I just got to get my arrow in there, and then we're good. <laughs> Actually, I brought up Felicity, so point. <laughs> That's true. We'll be seeing her soon on Legends, so that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Um, Ooh, I have a question for you. Okay. So, and I and I hope that you came prepared for this, okay. um, but how and why? Or no, how and when will Sarah find out about Laurel's death? Ooh, you think? Man. You know, yeah. I, I've been thinking about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when when the whole Laurel death happened, uh, like I said last week, my first thought was for Quentin, but my 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 second thought was, well, how the heck is is um, Laurel supposed to find out? Uh, when is she going to find out? I mean, it mm-hmm. just it. Uh, this isn't something you just let. You, you have, okay, so you have Sarah and, and Laura, who are sisters, but and one of them is a character, a main character on another TV show. It's not something you can just keep from her. Like, she, right. like she's got to find out somehow, some way, whether she goes back to Star City right now and and she sees what's happening or, or she goes into the future and Laurel's gone. In some way, like, she's, they've got to, like, let her know somehow. Like, I just don't think it's fair to her character. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just... It's just, it's more than courtesy. I mean, that's her sister. She should, she should know. And actually, I have a quick question for you. So in, in episode uh, Star City, when they go see Old Man Oliver. Yeah. And, you know, and they and they find him in his old lair. Um, and, you know, every, they're asking, I think it's Sarah who's asking, like, where is everybody? Yeah. And and she he says how Laurel left the city and Diggle. Did he mention, I mean, I mean, Felicity and, and, and Diggle left the city. Did he mention Laurel? No, he didn't. He okay. they like he she asked him where everybody was and she actually I believe if I remember the scene correctly um she asked about her family immediately because of course like those are the most important people to her so she's going to immediately ask about them not necessarily Felicity or Diggle. Yeah. And so and Oliver starts answering them but not directly. He doesn't say exactly where everybody went. He just kind of sums it up that everybody's gone, Felicity left after everyone else. So it kind of felt like everybody else left, Felicity stayed behind, and then she reached her breaking point when then she left too. That's in- What's interesting about that is how, I don't know if the writers did that on purpose or, or what. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, do you think they would? Because, I mean, they've had to, the, the Legends writers had to have some discussion with the arrow writers seen as you know they did a whole star city episode in the uh-huh. future that and and you know we have laurel's death that hadn't come up at that time but they knew it was going to happen um they well, had to they had to have told them like well let's leave it vague yeah or i guess the writers but then it, but now we can look in hindsight and be like okay so how does that work like but uh, but that star city 
um, wasn't it like Star City 2046? 2046, yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm on it. Um, That wasn't a definite future. It was a possible future. So we don't really know if that's the actual future that we're currently like if you, it, it really hurts your head when you think about it and you're like, okay, so I'm watching Arrow and then the next night I'm watching Legends. And so will that star city that they visited in the future, is that the official star city and that's where this is all heading towards? Or, but my understanding was it's a possible one that isn't definite. And yes. I feel, yeah. Go no, ahead. No, no, I was going to say, that's true, because I remember Rip would always tell them that these are possible futures, never right. definitive futures, but go ahead. Do you think the way they ended this episode, it kind of hinted at how and why Sarah would return to present-day Star City and to find out? Because, I, I mean, it just, it feels like Rip is reaching this point of regret and, um, and grief over what he's done to all of these other people that he's brought along to protect his family. And there's a very clear line he has in this episode where he's just like, you know what? I keep saying this. I'm not going to risk your family to protect my own. And, and that's where this is headed. Like you have the pilgrim. Now you have the time masters really going after them. And more importantly, going after the people that they care about the most. So it's really, I think it's getting to a point where they, there may be like, not next week, but the week after an episode where they decide to return back to present day. And when they do, they may realize that, well, nobody missed us or all this stuff happened, but it was out of my control. And so I, I don't know. I don't know where that would go, but I think maybe that that's where they're headed. I wonder if they would even end the season like that in like Star in Star City um, in mm-hmm. some way because um, I just I just wonder with how they're dealing with Vandal Savage, which in the preview seems to be big time next week. Um, Every other episode. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll see. This one looks like they're really going to war with the guy. Like, I mean, they're going to attack him at his high at the height of his power, as they say. I'll do um, you one better, Pete. Okay. I've seen a photo, and I guess Vandal Savage has a daughter? What? What? I may be misinterpreting, or maybe somebody tagged the photo wrong on Twitter, but that's my understanding. Oh, man. Man, and you thought the Pilgrim was bad. No. (laughs) Oh, man, can you imagine Vandal Savage's daughter? She's got to be crazy, crazy nuts. They call her the Indian. Is that a real thing? I have no idea. Oh, you... I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, you know, Matt would get it. (laughs) Sure. See, Matt, why aren't you here? Seriously, Matt, I thought we were friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, No, you know what? Um, I just wonder how they, how they're going to end this first season as far as if it's, if it's going to connect in some way with the first episode and the fact that they were all taken from, you know, they're separate points. They're different points in their lives at that moment. You know, it's going to connect somehow because the, the creators have already come out and said, I think it was, I think it was, was it Berlanti or was it, no, no, not Berlanti. I don't think he does that show. Um, Kreisberg. 
Mm-hmm. Might be one. Of, it's, it's 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 I don't remember. It's one of the showrunners. He came out and said that the, the they don't expect the roster to change next year, um, which is kind of a shame. I kind of wish they would change things a little bit up, um, but uh, it, it makes me wonder how that's going to have an effect on the cliffhanger, which we know is going to come, mm-hmm. uh, and if it's going to play a part in them leaving from Star City. Or if it's going to take place in Central City, mm-hmm. um, is are they going to are they going to tell Sarah at the end of this at the end of the season finale about Laurel? I mean, there's so many questions that are going to be uh, asked, and even I mean, I I highly doubt most, if not all, are going to get answered. Um, you know, I can totally see a, a scenario where a lot of these questions are actually brought up, and then we don't really see any kind of resolution. Obviously, because that's what would happen. Here's the bigger question, Pete. Will Vandal Savage be in next season? And if like, is that a good or bad thing? Because honestly, I don't know if I could handle another full season about them trying to kill Vandal Savage. Yeah, I kind of and see that's kind of my biggest question and kind of concern too is because and and it, it to me it kind of harkens back to my concern about Supergirl next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they get away from Kryptonian bad guy stuff and start yeah. introducing more metahumans mm-hmm. because ever since Barry came over to Supergirl, like I think, I mean, he created like a metahuman prison for them. So I hope that they take that and run with it a little bit more because I want to see that a little bit. I want to see, I want to see that show evolve into more of like an arrow and, 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 and flash type of right. show because right. I think that would make it a lot of fun. Um, and to the same point, I would say that the Legends kind of needs to do the same thing, even though they've really tied Hawk Girl and Hawkman into Vandal Savage. Um, I, I kind of would like to see that resolved at the end of the season, and then they take on somebody else. And it forces them to stay a team longer than what they had planned. But instead of it being more of like a rip quest on his own, it becomes a team quest. And mm-hmm. then maybe they start fixing... The writers start fixing what was wrong with the team as far as balancing their characters and stories right. out. This season, that gets fleshed out in season two. So that could be a p- possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, but you know, overall, I did enjoy this week's episode of, of Legends probably more than I have in a while. Um, and I think I think the culmination in, that, in the last step in the final moments with the big action sequence was really, really cool. The visual effects were really, really handled well, I thought. Um, so... Uh, all right, so that was fun talking about legends. Um, let's get into the Flash because, man, that man. was that that like we said that came back with a bang and and definitely no letdowns. I think I have two minor complaints yeah. about about the show. Um, let me just get one off my chest right now. Do it. It was so lazy the way they handled Barry going to Kara Kara's world, National City. Whatever Earth that is, and then coming back in like five seconds. Oh, and, um. And he never mentioned it again. Like I was like, and, and then and then when the, right after that they start talking about you know you know he's talking about wanting to go back to Earth two and fight Zoom, and then Harrison's like, no, we can't. Or Harry, he says, no, we can't travel to other Earths. I'm like, what? What was that? That Barry just did. He just traveled. He just said, how long was I gone? And, but, choose me, oh. choose me, choose me, choose my, my, me. Oh, okay, great. Me, 
Hey, um, I just before you go all rant, Pete, angry. I just want to stop you because um, <laughs> I had that same interpretation of that moment, um, especially just how Barry reacted when he came yeah. back and is like, "Whoa, how long was I gone?" Your first instinct is to be like, "Oh, was that what happened with Supergirl?" I don't think it was. I really, really? don't. Okay. I, I honestly don't. And part of the reason is, is because earlier today they released the synopsis for episode, I want to say, 21. The one that Kevin Smith directed of The Flash this season. Okay. And in that synopsis, they talk about Barry being gone. So oh. I have a feeling there is a different way that they're going to explain and so okay. I, I, I honestly don't think, and everybody had the same, from what my understanding, a lot of people had a very similar reaction um, and first instinct about that moment. But I honestly, I just, I don't, I don't feel like that is, I think it was a misinterpretation by us. You know, and, and, you know, okay, so I can calm down from that now. <laughs> like, mission, yay, success. I'm, I, I backed him from the ledge. Yay. <laughs> I, I will pull back because that little bit of information you just dropped totally makes sense. And see, I, I guess I should really think about it in this way too. Like the follow-up, like I said, when Harry, when Harry said you can't travel to in between Earths, Barry wasn't quick to stop him. Right. Um, Barry, you know, Barry just kept kind of going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, like I said, when I, when I initially interpreted that, um, my first thought was like, what, what are you really brushing this off right now? So, mm-hmm. um, so if that is the case, I'm totally okay with them revisiting it. And, and, and my also, cause my other thing too was, wait a second, when they went to earth too, like he was gone for a long time Yeah, and, and there was a whole Caitlin and Jay storyline going on while they're at earth too. So there's no way he was gone for that amount of time. But then in the, uh, back on his, his earth, earth one, He's gone for like five, like not even five seconds. Right. Like, and like there would have to be some explanation. So the fact that they released that, and I wonder if part of the, the I don't know if, if, if they normally release um, synopsis this early for a show like that, but maybe, uh, did you think they could have also released it in part of to possibly the reaction that everyone assumed that that moment was when he went to Supergirl? Actually, no, they, they do release episode synopsis um a few episodes in advance um because and we'll we'll talk about this at the end but i just read an episode synopsis of arrow for 21 so so yeah they they usually release them a few weeks it's like a tease and just getting viewers more interested about the road ahead especially when you have these odd breaks occur Right before the concluding episodes, you really want to entice like theory spirals and just thoughts and talk about the show itself. So I think okay. that's why they release them in advance. Okay, I'm not taking my 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 angry tweets back. Those are gonna stay. Um, but, <laughs> but I do, but I do get the, the the thought process that makes total sense. But let's get off the rants and let's get into the episode because there was a lot going on. Um, I want to ask you, Sarah, because we finally got to learn Hunter Zolomon's origin in this episode. We finally got to learn that it is Hunter Zolomon and not Jay Garrick um, that has been Zoomed this entire time. Why do they keep calling him Jay if they know he's Hunter? Why do they keep calling Wells Wells if they know he's Harry? 
Or, like, why do you keep referencing Harrison Wells when you know that was Eobard Thawne? I'm, my mind is like going in circles. Right I now. know, but but it's just like what we were talking about last week. Either you're a Harry or you're a Jay <laughs> in this universe. I mean, I I think next season's big villain will probably be a Harry because we already got our Jay. But um, so so I I think that goes to it. I think it just is about who you're first introduced to. And that's that's automatically the name you will constantly be referring to them as. So and and they didn't really figure out that it was Hunter until I want to say like halfway through the episode. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, Caitlin told them, right? Well, Caitlin talked about the doppelganger, which oh, sparked right. an idea, idea in. No, no. They were talking about the doppelganger and Wells oh, overheard. That's, that's right. You're right. And see, even I do it. And I, I just said Wells as opposed to Harry. Yeah. So so it's just, it's very it's very hard because of how these characters are written. So I think the way the characters themselves um, misidentify these doppelgangers, if you may, it's the same way a viewer would, which is kind of cool because we're all, we're supposed to be viewing this story through the protagonist's um, eyes. So that makes sense. But um, I I was telling you and Matt earlier today about how I was watching the I went back and I rewatched the river the reverse flash returns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's when Hunter is going through his long speech about like how how much of a big badass he is. He he talks about killing his remnant and his time remnant, and I'm like, okay. I, I kind of quote-unquote know what that is, but not really because they vaguely touched on it when the reverse flash came back. So I went back and I rewatched it, and do you remember what a time remnant is? Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, but I, I mean, I remember how that was all going down, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Right. So a time remnant, or let's let's go back and use the reverse flash as an example. So in that episode earlier this season, we met a version of Eobard Thawn, who was in the same timeline as before, only he had yet to go back in time to kill Barry's mom. I remember that. So, so because he didn't, he because he hasn't made that decision to alter time. He's that he's a remnant. Like before anything that they did, including Eddie's decision to kill himself, could have happened. He existed, and he stays intact oh. in his own timeline. Yet because he's a speedster, he can go in and out of timelines, and that's how he ended up here in season two. So my question is, who, where, like, how does the time remnant thing work for Zoom? Like, what moment did that version of Hunter Zolomon remain for him to be a time remnant, you know? Like, I don't understand that. Maybe that's the Jay Garrick that we never met. Maybe... Oh, man. Be, because, okay, and then here's another question. Who the heck is Jay Garrick? 
Like, who's the real Jay Garrick? Yeah, that's the biggest question because, you know, Zoom was in this this episode talking about, or, or basically gloating how he was able to talk his, his other Earth selves to, to you know, his fake time. who they were and, and basically die. No, it was his time remnant. It wasn't even his other Earth self. Like... Wait. I thought in this episode that he talked about the another Earth bringing another look like or his doppelganger to to this Earth and making it seem like remember like when he we got that cliffhanger mm-hmm. uh, uh, of of Zoom sticking his arm through who we thought was Jay Jay's body and pulling him back to Earth too. Yeah, that was the time remnant. Because oh. because I could have sworn because I think we're we're talking about the same speech only I remember him saying time remnant and not oh, other thought, Earth which I was thought he said doppelganger I thought he said okay I thought I thought he was talking maybe maybe I maybe I heard it but I was. You know, sometimes you you hear something mm-hmm. and you th- you already think you already know what you're going to hear, so you kind right. of disregard everything else that comes yeah. afterwards. I think maybe that's what happened. Is I heard it and I just assumed he was talking about doppelgangers because why not? Yeah, especially uh, with this season. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you you might be right, but but again, it makes you wonder how does it work with the timer in it? With with Eobard Thawne, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. With 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 Hunter Zalman, it doesn't make sense at all. No, especially because with Eobard Thawne, we had to send him back to the future because Cisco was dying in that episode. So it makes you wonder, well, he killed his time remnant and there appears to be no consequence for that. And that's why he's so gloating and he's like, oh, that's pretty masterful move and what a genius and everything. And yet, I still suspect by the end of the season that decision is going to be what causes his downfall. Hmm. That's a There's going to be yeah. Go that's ahead. Very, it's very likely, and I only and and well, I, I hope it's the part of of what brings him down. Um, I mean, we'll get into this in a bit about him getting the speed force from Barry, but um, mm. uh, I God, I, I, I now I want to go back and rewatch that speech. Yeah. Because um, now I feel like I didn't listen to it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I just, I want to know how that all works. And also, something that happened on, on Twitter, uh, Mark Wade, who's a comic book artist, um, and, and he's famously uh, written for The Flash. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, or, or he's done work for the Fla- about The Flash in comic books. Yeah. Um, when, when all that happened and it showed that initially that... Uh, Jay or Hunter was Zoom, you know, he, he took that as, uh, you know, a bead betrayed because I guess he's so attached to the Flash universe um, from all his work. And so I guess after that had happened, uh, Mark Guggenheim tweeted out, just to let everyone know, we would never make Jay Garrick a bad guy. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. Uh, and, and so I, I guess immediately following that, Mark Wade took, you know, went back to Twitter and apologized and, and said, you know, um, oh, I, I think I just kind of got excited about it. And, but after reading this, I feel much better. Um, yeah. So so my my first point to that was, well, we're not the season finale, so no reason to get all crazy about uh, a character you might not fully know, you might not fully, uh, you know, know about. Uh, 
and, and you might not know how their their arc ends. Um, but my other point is, well, if 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 Guggenheim is is kind of teasing that they're still a good J, I have to wonder like how how is that going to work, and where is this J Garrick that we think is is another version of the Flash going to come from? Iron Mask. <laughs> You think that's him? It could be. I I really want to know who the man in the iron mask is. Granted, I don't want it to be Teddy Sears underneath, <laughs> but but like I I mean it's still I I I really like that tease though that moment where Barry's asking about the man in the iron mask and and um, Zoom just looks at him and is like. You wouldn't even believe it if I told you. Yeah, and so it, when he said that, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, it, it was a genius moment to include mm-hmm. because you know the viewers are just like, I want to, I don't care about this right now. I really just want to know because it's a mystery and we all love mysteries and have our theory spirals about it. And I'm sure that we'll find out. And now that Guggen, and but I don't think it's Guggenheim because, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Guggenheim isn't on The Flash. He's on Arrow and Legends, but not not on the flash so it sounds more like Christberg would do something no no i i i read an article and they Interesting. they they photo they they took pictures of of guggenheim's tweet hmm. and then and then mark wade the artist retweeted it and said oh i apologize for what i said so i that's interesting that 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 is interesting okay um, well i mean they're all in the same club <laughs> that's that's a good point that's a good point yeah they um, look out for one another but or for, or maybe it was Berlanti for all I, I can't even remember, but I, I I thought it was Guggenheim. But but anyway, um, no, it's funny because I don't know. Did I ever give you my theory on who I think the man in the iron mask is? I think I I you, it it's it's the um it's the version of Flash that we meet in the pilot episode of yeah series. Future, future Barry. That's who I think. I remember, Pete. I remember. Yes, and and you know after I because I watched Flash late that day and I think it was like I I think I finished watching it around midnight and I was so pumped up because I loved the episode that I was like tweeting like a crazy madman. I was just like, like I totally think it's Barry from the like future. I was like I was like I had a gif of of uh, the fight you know the uh, episode from last season where. It's Barry and then his future self when he's trying to save his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I gift that. I was like, it's totally future Barry. I called this a long time ago. Nobody believes me. Everyone thinks it's Jay. Blah, blah, blah. I was just like, like I, I totally think it's him. And I and I think that because of what Jay said. I think when he said, you wouldn't believe me. I don't think, I think something like himself from the future would be kind of mind-blowing. Um, and also, I kind of, re- I also think that, I think it would be cool to introduce somebody from some part of the Flash mythology into it. Like, it could be somebody that we've never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think that that would make sense to our characters because that wouldn't be a mind-blowing moment because they wouldn't even know who they are. So right. I, I think it has to be somebody that they are all aware of or especially Barry's aware of. And I think that it would be it would be just super and crazy that... Uh, it would turn out to be the Flash from the pilot that we haven't seen. And if you're wondering, well, if if, if he stole his powers, if he stole his mm-hmm. speed force, well, then how would Barry be working? Well, you guys forget that, you know, that's future Barry. If he didn't do anything to the past Barry, the future Barry, the, or uh, anything happening to the future Barry wouldn't affect the past Barry. As we learned in this episode, week's episode of Legends, 
It's what happens in your past that affects your future. So he could have gotten the he could have gotten the uh, the the speed force from Future Barry. He could have gotten all the information he needed from the Future Barry regarding Star Labs and just walking in like he did in the first episode of the second of this second season, knowing everyone, knowing knowing um, everything about Team Flash. Like it, and you know, remember, remember how we were introduced to Jay, and and you know, he just seemed to just casually walk in and knew exactly what to do. You know, I always knew that was somebody, somebody close to the team that had to know that he had to extract the information from. So that's why I'm, I'm just gonna stick to my theory that like it's, it's, it's future Barry because I think that would be, I think that would be kind of mind blowing. Like to see I that. like it. You know, we we haven't seen him since the pilot. We we um you know every and that's the thing that we always kind of forget because it's shoved in the background is what happened to that future version of Barry. Well, what if he got stuck just like Eobarthon did and kind of lost his speed, and then Hunter Zolom and Zoom took advantage of that and stole whatever he had left, and now he now after stealing our Barry's speed force. He's completely up to up to like his ultimate speed that he needs. Yeah, I mean, I I really like that idea of that it the man in the iron mask is a future version of Barry and it's the same future version that we met in the Barry pilot episode. I think that's a cool circle to draw. At the same time, a part of me still wants it to be Eddie Thon or yeah. better yet, you know, just the actor who plays Eddie Thon in Iron Mask, and his real name on Earth 2 is Jay Garrick. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Oh my yeah. gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that would be a good way to go too. That's good, because you know what? Nobody says that that uh, Teddy Sears as Hunter Zolomon has to be Jay Garrick. I don't think it is. I really I think, don't. You, I, I think that just because certain parts of a uh, certain... Because of what we've learned through Jay in the very mm-hmm. beginning of the season... Everyone was just kind of tied to that idea, but just because, but it just could be him masquerading as Jay Garrick when it's always been um, Eddie Thawne. Right. Jay Garrick the whole time. Actually, you know what? They kind of allude to that being actually what's happening because I think it's Caitlin or or maybe even Barry. No, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking it's really Barry who asks him like, "What's with the charade? Like, why be the Flash anyway, or pretend to be the Flash?" And there's that great moment where he's just like, "Because it's so cool to be the hero," or I don't think that's the exact line, but <laughs> I just I really like it because this episode, and I think one of the reasons why it was so strong, is because it felt like the missing or the extended version of that amazing episode from the first half of the season. Um, Zoom. Enter Zoom. Yes. Yes. So, because it has all these moments and it's interesting, like, at the end of Enter Zoom, um, Zoom breaks Barry's back. So, you know that he isn't going to be running around anytime soon, although he gets it he's able to get his speed back by the end of the very next episode. At the end of this episode, Zoom takes all of Barry's speed force. And I'm placing my money on it now. Barry is going to be going to have his speed force back by the end of the very next episode because hashtag it's all connected. And the arrow grave scene 
airs the very next night, and we've already oh. seen that present. Barry still has his speed. Boom! Oh. Drop the mic. Nice job. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even make that connection. That's nice work. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I didn't even make that connection. But yeah, I mean, he's obviously got to get it back uh, at some point during the next episode because, yeah, he goes to the grave with his speed. So, yeah. wow. And, oh. and um, I was talking to Everett. <laughs> Everett. 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 That guy. <laughs> that guy. And he mentioned something to me about how Barry Allen's real power is his ability to control or like just manipulate the speed force. So he has a feeling that the way this is going is they're going to really expand upon that aspect of his character. And so even though Zoom took his speed force, like his real power and ability is going to show through because he's still going to be able to like repower and recharge, I guess. That makes sense, and that actually leads me to my other complaint of the episode. My, Yay! I, I, I loved the episode, don't get me wrong. I thought I thought it was one of the strongest episodes of the season. Um, but when they start to make the exchange uh, uh, Wally for Barry's speed force, you know, and Wally comes over and Jay gets him out of there. I mean, uh, not, uh, Joe gets him out of there. Yeah. My first thought is... Um, why didn't you guys have a backup plan in place to like try to capture zoom or something like, like Hunter's right there. And they're just, it's, it just seemed like a normal casual day at star headquarters with team flash and zooms hanging out. I'm like, guys, like you got Wally out of the way. Like, like I would, I would have thought like Harry of all people would have thought some sort of double cross plan mm-hmm. to, to, to stop Jay. Cause uh, I see I'm doing it, Jay. Yeah. Um, uh, stop Hunter from stealing Barry's speed force because they're just like walking around and I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Barry still has his speed right now. Wally's gone. Why are they not doing anything to stop Hunter right now? What is going on here? What kind of hostage situation is this? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all they need is like a pizza and beer and it's like casual Friday. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? So that was my only complaint. I mean, I guess story-wise, you have to push it going on forward, but that kind of me. I'm like, come on, guys. You, you, you guys are all scientists. You're smarter than this. You Ah, but I don't know. And, you know, we say it all the time, but Jesse L. Martin, in that scene after Wally's taken and Bart Barry comes over and, like, tries to talk to him and he just, like, Jesse is just full emotions in that moment. And I, I adore that scene between these two because it's the father torn between two sons. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so well done. I mean, we haven't really been the biggest Wally fans this season, partly because it just felt like all this teenage angst. But now that we have a moment like that, you really see the potential for having a character like Wally come into this universe and interact with these characters because it just felt so real. And it really, I just, I, I adore that moment because... Uh, and Jesse L. Martin, just round of applause. Well, <laughs> round of applause. Well, we love Jesse L. Martin. That man can do no wrong. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I gotta say, I, I think that was one of the things I tweeted out about the episode was, um, I actually didn't hate Wally. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think you kind of have to give Barry's care, Barry credit for that because he kind of, you know, and it all started when they were eating pizza and hanging out and, and, you know, Wally was like, well, I don't have the tuition to pay for housing, so I got to kind of live wherever. And, and Joe's like, oh, I got you, man. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, I'll give you the money, no problem. And then, you know, Barry kind of tells him later on, hey, you know, he might not want money. He might want to actually live here, you know, right. get to know his dad. And and that was a good moment, I thought, for Barry, because up to this point, there really hasn't been much of a connection with Barry and Wally formed yeah. or, or anything yet. And that was really the first connection they've had. Not And, and it was indirect, you know, and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool because it shows that, Barry and Wally could potentially have something down the line um, that connects them, you know, with Joe and then eventually has them form a friendship mm-hmm. because we know eventually Wally becomes another ver- another Flash. Right. Um, it felt very much like an older brother response. Yeah. It being so indirect. Like, if there's a big enough gap between you and your older siblings, then there is a this kind of relationship built where you're constantly observing the way your siblings interact with your parents and then every now and then you might interfere not with your sibling knowing but you may pull aside your mom or dad and just be like you know here's my advice because this is what's really going on and it's just looking out for one another in that case so I think that's why it was such a great moment and um, I want to ask you about your thoughts on the scene between Iris and Caitlin this episode uh, I, 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 I'm I glad we brought it up because I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about it with so much going on with, with all the other characters. Yeah, because um, I thought okay. it was uh, I thought it was like a really strong and kind of um, a quiet moment like that is easily to get overlooked in this big epicness with Zoom and Hunter Zolomon and all the mysteries and everything and the missing speed force and the midichlorians. <laughs> but and we'll get to the midichlorians. Well, well done, Cisco, by the way. Well done. <laughs> well done. Hats off to you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but I I just, I, I thought that was such, so interesting and it really sparks my interest into what, they're going to do with Caitlin by the end of the season and what's her season three arc going to be set up to be because you have Iris who's wrestling with like her newfound feelings for Barry. I'm not, no, I'm not, I don't know if I'm completely sold on that. I mean, I've always known that's where they're going to take this. So I've, I've kind of like resigned to being like, okay, Barry and Iris done. That ship is sailed. (laughs) That's going to happen. But then you also have that line about destiny. And Caitlin, like, in this very soft tone, just says, well, I believe it for you. And that's so heartbreaking, but very true to what's been happening to Caitlin's character in that either the love of her life dies or the love of her life becomes this evil person and not, like... I, I, I wouldn't say that Jay's the lover of her life. That's clearly Ronnie, but still. This, like any connection she's had with a guy. It, it gets goes, severed. Yeah. It, it's either it's either death or, or a villainy. Right. Uh, for that guy. So it's, you know, it, it, and I, and I, 
like to think of, of Caitlin Snow as a smart mm-hmm. scientist who is very careful with who she attaches herself to. And the two men that at least we know of that she's attached herself to, it's been the exact same result. Um, you know, and, and... like, is it, is it because of her kindness and like, yes, yeah, she's smart. And, and I don't think she means to make these attachments that go so south. But if you think back to the Grodd episode, she she was kind to Grodd, and that's why he was grew an affection for her and ends up kidnapping her in that previous episode. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where she... It is kindness, but, you know, some people can meet someone that is kind of has, like, a bit of a dark side to them, mm-hmm. and they kind of see past that. They kind of see, like, okay, maybe if I can be the person that turns away the dark, darkness so to speak or yeah. the dark side and, and and i think that she see she's maybe kind of saw herself obviously well not 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 in not in not inadvert or not not what's the right word not um on purpose mm-hmm. you know because she didn't know that she doesn't know on earth too that ronnie becomes you know death um, storm death storm and and she didn't he know dies that. on that earth too <laughs> Yeah, and, and she didn't know that that Hunter, that Jay was gonna be uh, Hunter Zolomon, who's actually Zoom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's just unfortunate that she has made these connections with these men that she thought it was something special. When unfortunately, just due to circumstances out of her control, um, or is that, it her destiny? That's that's another possibility. Yeah. Like, is it you know, just it, her doom? And is this the reason why? And see, this is why I'm so curious about her and where they're going to take her next season. Because is this, are we watching the origin story of Killer Frost on this earth? See, that's interesting. And I know, and it's funny, like when you say that, I think back to when they came back from Earth 2. Mm-hmm. And Cisco oh. was just scared to death of Kate. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, setting her off. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God. Like, I remember him telling Barry, oh my God, like, I don't want to make her mad because what if she becomes, and he would like, Mm -hmm. I think Barry cut him off and was like, no, she's not, that's not going to happen to her. And even Caitlin cut off Cisco at at times in the episode and was like, Cisco, that's not going to happen to me. But I mean, you don't know. I mean, these characters can, you know, go through some sort of shift that, leads them to the dark side, so to speak. Um, you know, with Caitlin, for all we know, she could become full on killer frost in in uh in season three. And and here's the kicker, we don't even know if Killer Frost is dead in, in Earth Two. All we know is that she was freezing Zoom and he just came back and took fake Jay away. Me. So me. She's me. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so they just released um, some still, um, still scenes for the next week's Flash episode, and it shows um, Killer Frost coming face to face with Caitlyn. Oh, I can't wait to see! Oh, it's be awesome! Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's just like when um, Barry, when they went to rescue Barry from Zoom's lair, there's that the the um, the cell that they place Barry in is has a clear glass pane so he's looking at his doppelganger through the other side and they're doing a very similar shot between killer frost and caitlin so 
It's like oh. looking through the looking glass. It's brilliant. So I can't wait to see it. And, and then we have the Iron Mask Man there. So it's like, okay, just give it to me. So I did this on my phone. I was watching, I rewatched the episode. I think it was Escape from Earth Part 2. It wasn't okay. part one, it was Part 2. And I was very specific about this. And this is this kind of goes back to my Man in the Iron Mask theory. And I'm only bringing this up because of your... Um, you know, the doppelganger shot you were talking about yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, there's a shot of Barry just before they left, oh. um, leaning up against the glass. Not fully. It's not like he's he's not hunched over. He's not. Um, he's not like in some kind of funny position. He's pretty much standing straight up, and the man in the iron mask is standing the exact same way. And there's there, I think even their arms are kind of like. You know, like if you're you're kind of trying to make contact with someone through a glass. It looks like it's a mirror image. It looks like a mirror image. Yeah. And so that's what kind of got me started on the man in the iron mask is buried because if you look at their body types, it, it definitely wasn't Teddy Sears. He, Teddy Sears is not that skinny. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think that maybe I mean I I'm sticking with it, but I also am open to the um, Eddie Thon idea because that is very possible and i can't remember if 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 grant gustin or and um ah what's his name what's the actor's name um who plays eddie thawne i don't know (laughs) i don't know we'll just say um, i don't remember if eddie and barry were the same height yeah i don't remember i don't i'd have to go back in like last season and check you know um I, I remember when I was watching the episode the other night um and there was that moment where where they realized that Zoom went after the people that Barry loves, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, my mind started to race because I feel like it was right before a commercial break that they did that. And I went on like this whole theory spiral in my mind was like, oh my God, Zoom has gone back to Earth 2 and he's going to kill Barry's mom on Earth 2. And that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But do you think, like, in, like, maybe the season finale or that's where this is leading? Because in the, when they did go over to Earth 2, there was that that moment when Barry was on the phone with his mom. It's a possibility. Um, And we saw, and we saw how hard it was when Barry came back. Knowing that the Earth 2 version of Joe died. And so, so, so for him, who's ever on Earth 2, they're still people. And if he's connected to them on Earth 1, he's still, he still has that relationship. So he'd still feel that loss and that guilt and that grief. So I just, to me, I, I, I almost kind of want to see it happen now. Like, my mind went there, and I'm like, ooh, I hope, maybe. That Zoom goes back to Earth 2 and kills Nora Allen in Earth 2. Yeah. Hmm, that would be interesting. Right, I mean. Man, that would be interesting. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, the only the only thing about that happening is if they were to go that route and, and leave that as a cliffhanger do you continue with Zoom as the villain for season two, or do you kill him off in the first few episodes and then introduce the big baddie for that for season three? No, I think I think these shows pretty much have developed such a pattern of one big bad for the season, 
or like the first season you always introduce a bad a big bad who tends to linger throughout the rest of the series and so but then every season after that and i'm just going after what they used on narrow so i i kind of feel feel like they're gonna use the same formula on the flash so i have a feeling that this season we're gonna conclude zoom Mm-hmm. And we're going to go, there's going to be another big bag. And I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but they they have this opportunity. And the moments that, and the episodes that feel so powerful are when they go back to that story in season one, in that arc, in that emotional pain and journey that we were taken on and they give nods to that so if it would almost feel like a wasted opportunity for them not to go back there and to really raise the stakes without hurting anybody on our earth but on the other earth like you would still feel that i think i don't feel like that would be a wasted death for just like the sake of having something killing somebody off just to raise the stakes i don't think that would be a wasted opportunity i think it would be honestly a missed opportunity if they didn't go there and i mean and they're drawing all these really good parallels between the two earths and also for Barry and Cisco, and they bring this up in this episode about how the Cisco meeting his doppelganger really like we thought it screwed up his relationship with Caitlin, but it even made him more afraid of the power he has in himself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and he, you know, we see that when Barry's kind of trying to get him to open up a breach to right. to, earth, to earth two and and you know what was it he he was saying something about or a very was just was i think at the beginning just really trying to get him into it and, and telling him you do contain these powers and and you can do this and and all he could think about was just how powerful his doppelganger Reverb. was yeah and how he was saying you know he was like i feel and i thought it was hilarious how he used the star wars reference to break down anakin skywalker yeah he's like right now i'm anakin but what if this what if i totally accept this and and i go darth vader and and you know it's funny it's you know what i love about cisco is he can you know especially the character and how he's written he can have those moments and 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 maybe in another show, if somebody tries to pull this off, like it's not going to be as natural. It's not going to be as genuine. Mm-hmm. But with Cisco, um, to me, it just seems perfect for his character. How he broke that down. I'm kind of laughing at his reference, but I'm but just knowing how he is and how much of like like a geek he is, just like we are. Like you totally buy how he's trying to how his. He's referencing right. himself to, to Star Wars. And I loved that scene because he truly is like, he's truly like, like hurting. Like he doesn't know what he should do. He, he knows he needs to help his friend, but he doesn't want to be the person that causes, um, uh, like something bad to happen. Yeah. So during that scene, they cut to a wide shot and like Barry's listening to the whole monologue and, but but just the way Grant Gustin is acting in that moment in the wide shot, I am about 99% sure he was laughing during that take <laughs> because he's like looking down 
<laughs> and it's right at the beginning where he first he talks about like having the midichlorians and the force is strong in me so and and that's the same moment that had me laughing and it took me honestly out of it for a moment but it's so cisco that i yes. can't hate it yes. but still i i mean at the same time i don't know if that was the right moment to include something like that because what he ends up talking about is very emotionally raw and it's it's trying to make a point about about the dark and the light and about our ability to be changed by power and how power and greed can really consume our souls. And that's a very philosophical point to make. So to have it like clouded with that humor at the same time, it's still so Cisco. Like it's just, I was, I was a bit torn. Like overall, I'm going to love the gifs that I'm, people are going to make and I'm going to use them. <laughs> but <laughs> I still, I kind of feel bad because it was like a very dramatic moment for Carlos to have that I think kind of got, a little bit overshout, uh, over um, clouded by the humor in it. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 true. Like I, I, I definitely, and they see. I think that's where part of me was kind of laughing. Mm -hmm. the reference he was yeah. making. Um, but but all in all, it's like we said, like it's Cisco, so you so can Cisco. you can buy it. It's so Cisco. So Love Cisco. That guy. Yeah. Um, but um, oh man, this this episode of the Flash was certainly. Uh, one of the strongest ones they've had of the season. Um, it, it's definitely up there with one of the best ones they've had of the second season. Um, but man, so many things going on that are, I hope get resolved sooner rather than later, especially Barry's speed force yeah. stolen by Zoom. I highly go. I highly recommend going back. If you've liked this episode, go back and rewatch the return of the Rifts Flash. Especially if I'm right about that line being that um, Zoom killed his time remnant. Because I think these those episodes hold the key to what's going to happen, like, within these final episodes of the season. See, I'm going to, I want to, I'm, I'm probably going to do that, too. Yeah. Because I, I'll probably watch that, and then I'll watch last night, or, or uh, Thursday's episode yeah. again. Or, I mean, uh, Tuesday's episode again. Just because, uh, you know, we can certainly make the connection with the two and maybe shed a little bit more light on, on Zoom yeah. and, and, and Time Remnants and his doppelgangers. So. And oddly enough, that episode, and I didn't realize this before, is the same episode where Jay and Caitlin, or Jay introduces Caitlin to Hunter. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. all in the same episode. So it's like, this has to be connected. But before we wrap up officially, Pete, can I drop some arrow scoop on you? Yeah, yeah do it. Okay, so they released also the synopsis for Arrow Season 4, Episode 21, Monument Point. And they included information about how, and I kind of already knew this, but they affirmed that, Felicity's dad, Papa Smoke, is going to be back. Mm -hmm. And in the synopsis, they mention that he's going to have a heart-to-heart, quote-unquote, with Oliver. That's going to leave Oliver very rattled. Interesting. Yeah. Any ideas or theories as to what Noah could say to Oliver 
that would make him rattled. I mean, they're going to him for information about Dark, but I can't help to, to think that maybe no one knows something else about possibly Oliver's history or something pertaining to Felicity that may make Oliver think that there's like only doom to come or something. Doom to come and... and... And for everyone or him, Felicity? I think him and Felicity. Oh, man, that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head just around the fact that they would be sitting down having a heart-to-heart. That's just kind of that's just kind of crazy to me right now because of everything going on. Yeah. And, and, and I know they got to go to him for information on Dark now that they can't, mm. can't with Quentin anymore, obviously. Um, but... Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like maybe the heart-to-heart takes place in, like, an interrogation room. And for whatever reason, Felicity's not in the room at that time, and Oliver's talking to him, and Noah just says something. And, I mean, I hope that Papa Smoke is still in around in Season 5, so potentially whatever conversation does happen... Maybe it's set up for season five. That's possible. Yeah. That's very, very possible. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Now I'm really curious. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait. Like, um, I... <laughs> even well, though... We're finally, we're finally getting Arrow back next week, right? We are. We are. We're getting back with the official Grave episode and Laurel yes. flashbacks. <laughs> which i i know you're dying to see i know it's but i can't i can't help i can't help it guys i i honestly can't i mean i'm i'm looking so forward to like the final episodes but i have like the first episode back is this like laurel heavy episode granted i did i mean she is dead so i'm not gonna have to deal <laughs> No, no. I mean, I, it's it's nice because, hey, maybe we should all be watching very closely next week because there could be hints about what that secret was between Oliver and Laurel. Yeah, I'm really curious as to what Laurel whispered to Oliver before she died. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to tell us until season five, but no, no, it could be so. hinting at it. Yeah, so it'll it'll give us something to chew on for, for a good while. Yeah. Um, so, all right, well... Well, go ahead. So much in Legends of Flaro going on. Right? Oh, so much, yeah. so much, so much. And I think I think Legends finale is first before oh. Flash and Arrow. Really? That, yeah, I think it's before Flash and Arrow. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that ends and how, if it has any effect on the Flash or Arrow. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. It's almost like they wanted to end that story. So that the, those characters who we know from both Flash and Arrow randomly appear in the finales for those shows. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, is Barry Allen the fastest man alive? <laughs> if you ask Matt, he'll say no. <laughs> well, I was talking about that newspaper. Remember? Oh, yes. Oh. That's right. We can't forget that. Can't forget that. Oh, boy. Well, that was fun, Sarah. Good talk. Good, good talk. talk. Very, very good talk indeed. Um, all right. Well, uh, do, you have any, do you have any picks for classic uh, picks this week? 
You know, we were talking about TV even before we officially started recording, so I'm just going to say this one. I'm going to give a shout-out to Sons of Anarchy. I have a bittersweet relationship with that series. It is very strong until the final freaking season, so I almost want to recommend just watch one through six and do not, do not enter, do not pass go. (laughs) It'll break your heart. At the same time, I feel like if you binge watch the first six seasons, you're going to be like, oh, God, I have to watch how this ends. And it's going to break your heart, like not in a good way, in a very bad way, like Cutter, Kurt Sutter, like why? Why, God? (laughs) At the same, but but I do recommend it. I, I got onto the show really late and I binged on Netflix the first three seasons and then I became obsessed with it. And so, so there is a lot of good story elements, especially if you like Hamlet and Shakespeare. There's a lot of Shakespearean references in it. Katie Seagal is amazing, and Charlie Hunnam is hot. So, I leave you on that. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Sarah. Yeah, leaving me on a good point there. Yeah. Um, and so to follow Sarah's lead, like we said, we were talking about TV before we even started talking about this TV or these TV shows. Um, I'll recommend Dexter. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel the same way about Dexter that Sarah feels about uh, Sons of Anarchy. And that is that uh, the final season, the way that they handled Dexter's finale definitely bugged the crap out of me. Um, I won't give it away because you've never seen it before and you want to, you feel like you need to go back and watch it. I'm not going to tell you not to go see it because the first four <laughs> seasons are probably the strongest season four is probably the most, the, the strongest of the entire series. Part of that is because John Lithgow was, um, was the main villain in, in season four. And he's, it's just the parallels they draw with his character and Dexter's character is, is, uh, amazing and, and some some really uh, amazing writing, um, but but yeah, the first four seasons are really strong. After that, it definitely um, season four was like the peak, and then you can see it kind of slowly going downhill from there. Um, that's not to say that the following seasons were terrible, but you know they definitely weren't as strong as the first four that came before them. Um, but like I said, uh, if you feel like watching it, go check it out. Um, but I will tell you right now that the 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 season, the series finale doesn't leave you completely satisfied. I'll just say that because, yeah, it, it that's what it did to me, and I watched that thing through and through. So, Dexter is my my pick for the, my reluctant pick for this week. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our show this week. Uh, Sarah, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. You can also catch me on the Netflix crew podcast on GWW Radio. We're breaking down right now Daredevil. We have probably another few special podcasts planned in the upcoming weeks, including covering shows like The 100 and maybe even that little show that I'm kind of obsessed with called Arrow. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also find me there. Nice. And you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Scene and Nerd, uh, iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Go to the GWW.com. You'll find all our content there, gaming, cosplay, on top of all the television and movie reviews we have there. 
Um, and also all our podcasts are hosted there as well. And also be sure to check out, um, I, I launched, uh, recently with, uh, Lauren Galloway and, um, one of the guys from, uh, GWW Hank. We've launched a 12 munchies, 12 munchies, 12 monkeys <laughs> podcast. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was good, right? Nice. Uh, 420 was, uh, yesterday. So, um, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, we've launched 12 Monkeys Podcast. It's an after show. It comes on immediately following the new episodes uh, each week. So be sure to check that out as we break it down for you uh, every week. So, all right. So that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Till next time, you have a DVR and streaming capabilities. Use them. Facebook. <laughs> You're welcome, Matt. No. <laughs> this has been a production of the gww radio network please don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on itunes stitcher and soundcloud also check out geeks worldwide at the gww.com for all the latest news reviews and opinions on video games comics movies tv cosplay and more geeks assemble